0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I want to share with you on what I call the power of appropriate asking. Okay? So... um, We are going to go into a season of prayers (laughs) where we are going to be praying and um, I don't know how many people, maybe God has spoken something to you in the course of the year or the beginning of the year, or maybe in the past, but um, you have still not entered into the manifestation of those things anybody like that yes. okay so um, we're going to go into a season of intense prayer for to, to um, seek to ask and then uh, to bring those things from the natural to the spiritual, um, from the spiritual to the natural. Mm-hmm. So, if God said something to you, that means it's available, it's in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. But it has to be translated to the natural. So, and I believe that there are things we need to intensify about, and we need to be more specific in our asking. Alright? Look at what the Bible says in James chapter, chapter 4. In James chapter 4, verse 3, it says, um, sorry, verse 2, it says, You lost and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war yet you do not have because you do not ask can you see that the last part there says you do not have because you do not ask so sometimes we are not getting certain things because we're not asking are you getting me we are not getting because we are not asking And then the next verse, he says, you ask, but uh, do not have. Why? Because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So there is a way, there is an appropriate way to ask. In your walk with God, you need to Be an expert at asking. You need to be an expert at asking. Um, So, we're going to look at some aspects of asking this morning. We need to ask. You have not because you ask not. Isn't it interesting? A lot of times, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, when somebody comes to him, he says, What do you want me to do for you? A blind man comes. Son of David, have mercy on me. He can see the man is blind. But yet, he's asking, What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? If it were you and I, what we would do is just, I mean, just immediately attend to his blindness. But God doesn't work like that. You have to be specific. You have to ask. All right? So you have to ask in order to receive. And that's what the Bible is telling us here. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Can you see? Amen. Ask and it will be given to you. Amen. Why will God tell you to ask if he'd never had the plan of giving it to you? Why would God show you something if he did not plan to give it to you? Why would God promise you if he never planned to deliver on his promise? Why would God give you dreams (laughs) if He doesn't want to bring them to pass. Are you getting my point? Why would he give you visions if he does not plan to bring those visions to pass? Why would he do that? So we need to understand that God is in the business Of answering prayers. The God that we serve. Is a prayer answering God. He is the one that said ask. And it will be given to you. But then we see James gives us a clue that there is. The right way to ask. Mm -hmm. He says, if you ask amiss, you will not receive. Mm -hmm. Can we read that in the Amplified? Mm -hmm. James chapter 4, verse 3. It says, You do ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose and evil selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it in sensual pleasures. So if you say, Lord, I I really want a million rand. And God can see (laughs) that if you get this million rand, (laughs) he's not going to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Because in case you don't know, a million rand is not really much, it's not plenty money. God cannot lose your soul because of a million rand. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So if your plan is when I get this. You know some some people are still living a holy life because they don't have money. I'm telling you. When God starts blessing them then they can afford to sin. In a classic way. <laughs> I've seen it before. Yeah. when God blesses some people then they can afford to have two families one in another nation come on yeah so there are some people that that is what they are planning and so they go to God God please do this for me and God is looking It says, ah, no, no, no. I love you too much to give you this thing. (laughs) So James is telling us that there are times that people really ask. Even though God says, ask and you shall receive, but God also looks at the motives for the asking. The motive for the asking. And oftentimes, it's important for you to link whatever it is you are asking with the kingdom of God. Because he's the one that said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Okay. So when you ask, you need to to not just say it for saying seek to sound correct, but you need to mean it. From your heart that when God does this for me. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And that's why many times God uses. He uses money to test people's hearts. Because that's one of the places where. It's very very difficult. For people to let go. He cannot trust people. If he gives them a bit of money, he watches to see. Where is it going? Hmm? So, you need to ask with the right motive. Your motive must be right if you want to ask appropriately. Because God does not just look at your words, he looks at your heart. So your words and your heart must synchronize. Amen. They must line up with God's purpose. Hmm? I remember hearing, uh, hearing a man, man of God. He said he, he he was praying one day and he said to the Lord, Lord, I want to be able to give a million. I mean, a million dollars. And he was like, really? I want you to bless me so that I can give so much. Mm -hmm. And you know what God said to him? You need to give (laughs) a thousand dollars. Ha! A thousand dollars? I don't even have a thousand dollars! Where will I get a thousand dollars? God said, no, you have to give that. You need to give that if you want to be able to give in millions. So what does he do? He goes and then he prays. He says, okay, fine. God, if you will give me the thousand dollars, I will give it to you. (laughs) So, not too long after he prays that prayer, one lady calls him. Or somebody calls and says, I don't know. I just feel like giving you a $1,000. So he gets given this $1,000. Immediately he gets $1,000. He now remembered, oh, I need to buy this. <laughs> I need to buy that. <laughs> he had a list of things he, he needed to take care of. Pressing things. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he had these pressing issues that needed to be sorted. And on his way to go and spend this money, God now spoke to him. I said, That money is not for you. Ah! (laughs) But you gave it to me. He said, Remember the deal oh he had forgotten then god now says that money put it here so he took the whole thousand and went and put it in there huh and came back he was happy at least he was able to obey god but he was not happy that he was not able to sort out yeah. <laughs> what he wanted to sort out. And then what happens later, he now realizes, after some weeks, somebody just called him and just gave him $10,000. Ha! Huh? He says, what? <laughs> now, he has the $1,000.00. That he wanted to use before. Plus extra. And the Lord says, okay, now from here, you now start giving like this and like that. And he started doing that. And the next thing, somebody comes to him, gives him $100,000. Huh? And he just kept increasing like that. He would obey God. Any time he gets money, he would obey God. And he says, from that time, no looking back. Mm-hmm. Huh? And today he has given up to like $40 million. Mm-hmm. But the prayer was, Lord, I want to be able to give a million. Mm-hmm. Can you see? Yes. But now he has gone beyond that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he linked his asking... He wanted it for the kingdom. But now God has exceeded that. And now he's a million dollar giver. For you to be able to give like that, you must have more than that, right? You should be able to afford to do that. So that's why I'm saying your giving needs to be linked to the kingdom of God. You're asking. Look at a man like Solomon. God appears to him. And to him, ask. What do you want? Blank check. If God were to ask you, ask whatever you want. I don't know. You'll need to take time. Don't be quick to answer. Huh? Mm-hmm. Think first. <laughs> Pause and think. And if you're going to ask, ask for something that would open the door for other things. Amen. Yeah. Don't just say, ah, give me, <laughs> I want a Bentley. Now, If you want a Bentley and you get it, then what next? How do you maintain a Bentley? When it's time to service it, how are you going to do it? Because you've got it, but then what else? There are other things that go with that. So you must be smart in your asking. Ask for what will lead to other things. Are you getting my point? So God says to Solomon, what do you want? Solomon says, I'm just young. I'm inexperienced. Look at the, my father was a great king. Look at what he did. Look at what he achieved. Just give me an understanding heart to be able to govern this people correctly, to be able to lead your people. Huh? And by the time he finished saying, talking, my God. Even God was impressed. God says, my goodness. Solomon, you mean you didn't ask for money? You didn't ask for long life? You didn't ask for the life of your enemies? All these things that God said are things that other people would have asked for. And of course, God would have given those things. Are you getting my point? If Solomon had asked for any of those things, would God have given him? Of course, God would have given him. But he was smart enough to ask for a master key that opened other doors. So when God comes to you and says, ask, you need to ask for a master key. What you are asking for, what is it going to open in your life what is it going to open in your family are you getting my point what is it going to open in your generation what is it going to what is it going to do in the kingdom of God what you are asking for how is it going to impact other lives so that's how you need to think because you never can tell God didn't give Solomon any warning that he was going to give him a blank check. God didn't prepare him ahead of time. God can just come to you and say, you've done so well. For Solomon, he gave, like he sacrificed 1,000 bulls. Come on. And God comes at night. Okay, ask whatever you want. Usually it's linked to some kind of sacrifice. But let's say God came to you after your sacrificial service, sacrificial giving, sacrificial whatever. God is so moved and impressed and he comes to you and says, ask what you want. I hope you're going to ask appropriately. (laughs) I hope you're going to be wise in your asking. I hope you won't just wake up and say, you know, that my boss Remove him. (laughs) Huh? He has been my nightmare. Remove him for me. And then he gets removed. How does that better your life? It ends there. (laughs) You see. So, you need to have the right motives when you ask. You need to ask with wisdom like Solomon. I believe his father had taught him wisdom. For him to ask for what he asked for is because he already had some wisdom. Hmm? You agree with that? Yeah. So, okay. Then when you come to ask, how do you ask? There are are other ways you can see from the Bible if you are going to ask appropriately. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, and let's read um, let's read verse 16. Okay, let's, let's read from let's read from verse 14 just for the sake of Getting the context. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Then verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So when you come before God to ask, you need to come with boldness. So you, don't know, you, you must not come as a beggar. You come with boldness. Are you getting me? So he's saying, let us therefore... Come boldly to the throne of grace. The throne of grace, that's where the Father is sitting. And he is the one that we are approaching to ask. And he says, come boldly. You've made a mistake yesterday. He says, your high priest Jesus can sympathize with your weaknesses. He sees your weaknesses and he's not saying, he's not looking and saying, oh, well, you made this blunder yesterday, so you must not even come near me. He is not thinking like that. He is saying, come with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So in time of need, you go boldly. Go boldly by the blood of Jesus. Father, we have confidence by the blood of Jesus to come into the place where you are. We come by the blood of Jesus. So we come boldly. So if you are going to ask effectively, you need boldness. You don't approach God with fear. Hmm? You don't approach God with a sense of um, inferiority. Okay? Because He has made you worthy by His blood. Are you getting me? So, you don't even come by with a sense of your righteousness. Maybe you've gotten everything right. Don't approach him based on that. Approach him by the blood of Jesus. And you need to be bold about it. Because Jesus is your high priest. Your high priest is the one that stands before the Father. Amen. And he reminds the Father Father, remember my blood. I shed my blood for her. I shed my blood. Shed my blood for my son. He's, he's reminding the father. Right there. So because of that. You need to be bold. In your asking. You need to approach God. With boldness. Hmm? Sometimes when you're bold. It can be misconstrued. People will say. But why are you, why are you so, why are you so bold? Huh? You, you're sounding arrogant. But no, he says you should come boldly. Huh? You wanna come beggarly and say, oh, I'm just a worm, you know, um, uh, I shouldn't even be talking to you, but you know, please just listen to me. If you shouldn't, then you shouldn't. Why talk to him if you shouldn't? Get away from there. Let those who should talk to him, talk to him. <laughs> if you shouldn't, then don't. And, some, and you, some people think that that's humility. It's not humility. God is like, what's wrong with you? I've done everything. To make a way for you. Hebrews says. uh, By a new and living way. uh, We enter. Into the holy place. The most holy place. Where the high priest. Only could get into. In the New Testament. You. I mean the Old Testament. You as a New Testament believer. Can go to where only the high priest. In the Old Testament. Could go into. Come on. That is something to be bold about. Yes? Because in the Old Testament, you remember the the, the sons of Aaron that God killed? Nadab and Abihu. Fire came out from God's presence. Kill them. Hmm? And they were even priests. (laughs) But now... Jesus has consecrated a way for you and I by his blood. And he says, you can go in. Go in. Talk to the Father. Just make sure you you present my blood. Just make sure you do it in my name. That's all. So you must be bold. When you come to ask, you must ask boldly. And that way you would get the help that you need. A lot of times when I come to ask, I would, I would present the blood of Jesus. Amen. I said, Father, I come by the blood of Jesus. I come by the new and living way that Jesus consecrated for me. Glory to God. I come in the name of Jesus. I come as your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Then you present your request with boldness. So you need to be able to ask with boldness. I was praying this morning. The Lord asked me to share this with you. And I know it's going to impact your prayer life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yeah. How else do you ask? Let's look at um, John, St. John's Gospel, chapter 14. John chapter 14. Jesus makes a statement there. We can read from verse 12, really. John chapter 14 from verse 12. I like this passage. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, the wo- uh, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater, greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. All right? And whatever you ask in my name. Come on. Can you see that? Yes. Whatever you beg in my name. Is that what it no. Is that what it says in your Bible? No. Whatever you cry in my name. Huh? You know you can cry and end up not asking. Asking. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh Heavenly Father. Oh! <laughs> But you've said nothing. (laughs) Oh mighty God, mighty God. You haven't prayed. You haven't asked. You've just called him, that's all. But you have not asked. Oh God, 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 God. That is, uh uh-huh. But you didn't ask. Hello? It's very simple, right? But we can miss it. It's so simple, you can stumble over it. Yeah. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You know this in the Greek. Um, is very powerful. This verse. Because here, in this verse, it's not, it's not so much even praying, it's demand. And if you look at this very well, Jesus is not even saying that you ask the Father. He said, you demand from me. You ask me. Whatever you demand, I will do it. So that the Father may be glorified. Glory, glory. So there's a place where you go to the Father. Primarily prayer is addressed to the Father. But here, Jesus is saying, if you demand anything in my name, if you ask me anything, I will do it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yo. Let's read it in other versions and see how this verse is put. He says, from now on, Whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who He is in the Son. I mean it. That's the message. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) The Amplified says, And I will do it. I myself will grant. Whatever you ask in my name, as presenting all that I am, so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Come on. You see. How does the NLT put it? Let's see. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father ask just just come on another blank check anything anything ask glory to god so you must ask with conviction hmm you must ask with confidence, whatever you demand. Amen. He will do it. Amen. He will do it so that the Father can be glorified. Amen. The Father wants to be glorified in your life. Amen. But you're asking, some of us are asking is too small you ask so small that when it is done nobody even notices (laughs) nobody notices that anything has happened huh yeah you're asking so little (laughs) i think it was uh i can't remember who it was maybe it was alexander the great One of his, I'm trying to remember the story accurately. Somebody in his kingdom asked for something, right? He asked for an outrageous amount. And when it it got to Alexander the Great, he told his treasurer, give it to him. The treasurer said, no, but, but this is too much. He says, no. He treats me as a king in his asking. So give it to him. So in other words, he didn't come to him as if he came to a peasant. And Alexander the Great was so impressed that this guy could... Ask like this. In other words, he knows my capacity. So sometimes the way we ask, we ask as though if God gives it to us, then every other person will be stuck. It will run out. (laughs) So, okay, let me consider other people. It's good to consider other people, but not in this case. Glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. So, ask with confidence. Ask with conviction. Knowing fully well that you will receive that which you ask. My Lord. I feel like asking for some things. (laughs) My Lord. Your prayer life must be taken to another level. Your asking must be taken to another level. Are you getting me? You must take it to another level. Then let's look at chapter 15. In chapter 15, verse 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. Come on. So if you're going to ask, you must ask according to the word. Okay? According to the word. he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So your asking must be linked with your connectivity to Jesus... And the abundance of his word. Amen. In your life. Amen. Yes. And if you would do that. He says. Whatever you ask. Huh? Whatever you will ask. He says you will ask whatever you desire. And it shall be done for you. Whatever. Whatever. Outside whatever. What is, uh, what is remaining? Huh? He says whatever. You desire. Okay, what about if it is, if it is not a need? Huh? It's not, it's not a need. <laughs> because religion tells you that God only supplies your need Mm -hmm. you know he just gives you barely enough just enough salary come on just enough salary just enough living um what is what do they call it again reasonable living wage Mm -hmm. what is reasonable who determines what reasonable is Mm -hmm. Who determines reasonable? Huh? Okay. You deserve. Okay. I know. There's minimum wage. There's all those things. So, if you get all of that, that means you're fine. How many people are happy with their income? Come on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here. Hello? Are you not... Are, are you not... Aren't you okay? (laughs) Somebody determined it. You were not consulted. You were not part of the decision. You were not part of the process. If you were given the opportunity to decide how much you would earn, will you ask for what you are getting? (laughs) Interesting. <laughs> I used to I used to I used to joke about this but again it's a serious thing sometimes I'll go to the shop you know I buy something and then after some weeks I go back the price has gone up I said what happened I said I said I hope it reflects on your income He said, No, it doesn't. (laughs) You see? So the company is making more money, but then the staff are still where they were. And I said, The system of the world. Amen. So he says, Whatever you desire, religion will tell you. No, it's just what you need. Just what you need. Ah, Just what you need. You have a roof over your head. Mm. You have food to eat. You have clothes to wear. Beautiful clothes. That's enough for you. Ah? Once in a while, you have a bit extra that you can uh, uh, go to all those nice places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then after that. That's. You've had enough. Don't ask for more. Or else you are being greedy. Come on guys. God is not like that. It's man that is like that. You can have what you desire. Without being greedy. What God doesn't want. Is for us to be greedy. But. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. So he meets your needs, but he also takes care of your wants. Hmm? Glory to God. And it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. If you don't have faith for that, if you have faith only for needs, that's what you will get. But you need to grow your faith beyond your needs. Because if it's just your needs, then your capacity to be a blessing is limited. Amen. And you want to be a blessing. Amen. Am I correct? Amen. You want to be a blessing? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I have a friend. I have a friend. I'm telling you this. I have a friend in Uganda. He, he, he started by sponsoring, paying the school fees of 12 children. And then, as he got blessed, he added more children. And as he got blessed, more children. And as he got blessed, you know what? He bought a whole school. And all the children in the school are are educated free. Now, that's a good way to live. If it's just his needs being met he won't be able to do that am i correct but a whole school you can you imagine that he's paying the salaries of the teachers textbooks free and uniforms free even free breakfast free lunch come on even in your school that you with all the money you are paying you are not getting that and he <coughs> provides that for a whole school My goodness. So when we think, we begin to think beyond ourselves. Then we increase our capacity to receive more from God. So as to be a blessing to our generation. So don't tell me that God only meets my needs. He will meet my needs, but he will also meet my wants. If you want to build a school, ask. <laughs> For God's sake, ask God. Yes. If we're going to change the city, let's ask Him. Hmm. Wonderful. Instead of toy toying, and uh, you know, it, it doesn't even help. But then we can go to our Father whose resources are inexhaustible. And every single one of us can receive the capacity to transform lives. My, oh my. So, you must ask according to the Word of God. Hmm? What else you need to ask in faith? Look at J- James Chapter, Chapter One James Chapter One. In verse 5, it says, if, anyone, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Right? But let him ask in faith. Can you see that? You, you, you need to ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea Driven and tossed by the wind. It says, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, our asking must be in faith. You must ask in faith. You must ask believing. You must ask with the assurance that God. It's going to do it. You must ask in faith. Ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Have you gone to the the beach and seen the waves? How stable are the waves? Come on. Very stable, right? You can predict the waves. (laughs) It just... It's just like that. Stable. No. Up, no. down. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. He said a doubter is like that in the spirit. So today, God has done it for me. Tomorrow, I thought God had done it. The next day, God answered. Ah, I thought God answered. That's a double-minded man. Huh? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded. Huh? That means two minds. Huh? Two minds. One mind. Amen! <laughs> Preach it, Pastor! I receive it by faith! Then you walk out. Satan says, are you sure? where is it huh show me if you received it show it to me Mm. then you break down oh but I thought the Lord did it for me (laughs) Jesus what have you done to me why do you embarrass me like this Uh, where is it if you've done it where is it God says let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord you must be stable Hmm? Amen. You must be what? Stable. stable. You must be stable. So if you ask, you ask in faith. And if you're asking in faith, you must be stable. One thing about faith is that it's stable. Faith is never shaken by any circumstance. Faith will look at the storm and just walk past it. Faith will look at the situation and say, it doesn't matter what the situation says. This is what God says. I hold on to the word of God. I believe the word of God. It shall be unto me according to the word of God. That's faith. That's how to receive from God. So many times, we are not able to receive. Huh? There was a man that wrote a book. Uh, I've forgotten his name. He was taken to hell. He was taken to hell by Jesus, shown a lot of, a lot of mysteries. The Lord took him to some parts of hell, that, and the Lord said to him, I've never brought anybody to this place, this part of hell. Go and tell people. So, one of the, one of the things he saw in hell, he saw a place where things were kept. I mean, like, cars. Huh? He saw, like, earthly things in that place in hell. Can you imagine? Cars, clothes, (laughs) shoes, microwave, you know, different things. It's like, what are these doing in hell? You know what Jesus said to him? He said, these are the things... That Satan stole from my people. Mm. Huh? Mm. They asked. But they did not continue in faith. Mm. And because they did not continue in faith. He said mm. Satan was able to steal them. Mm. And he went to hide them here. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Can you see that? So when you when your faith is like a yo-yo, you know, you know yo-yo? Huh? Huh. It's up and it's down. When it's like that, <laughs> you have a long way to go. Sure. So we must ask in faith. We must ask in faith. Believing God. Trusting God. Standing in faith. Yes, Glory to God. If God has done it. I thank you Jesus. Yes. I receive it by faith. Yes, in the name of Jesus. When you ask in faith. According to Mark chapter 11. He says whatsoever you desire. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have whatever you have asked. Amen. So you believe. You shall receive. Amen. So we must ask in faith. And when you ask. You don't look at the situation. You don't look at the situation. Glory to God. It's like. It's like the man that. um, Wigglesworth. Sees an amputee have amputated his legs. Like I think, I don't know, whether from childhood. Wigglesworth says to him, go buy shoes. <laughs> now, are, are you making a mockery of me or what? You, you, know, you know, I mean, imagine if you were in that kind of situation and then I came to you and I said, go buy shoes. You see, what an insult. How can you tell me that? "We say to him, "Go buy shoes." And the guy goes to the shoe shop and says, "I need some shoes." Ah." Huh? What, what size?" That's right." That was exactly the question he was asked. "What size? Shoes do you want?" The guy didn't realize that shoes have sizes. So he didn't know what to. He says, "Um. Uh, okay what are the sizes (laughs) they told him okay eight and the guy got brought out size eight and gave it to him the guy paid for the shoes and went home can you imagine he went home he went to sleep you know the next day when he woke up he had legs come on He had what? Legs. And guess what? Perfect size. He put his legs into the shoe. And it was his size. Size 8. Faith. 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 Ask in faith. Believe God. Believe when you ask. Don't think that God is setting you up for failure. Sometimes the enemy will play tricks with our minds. He plays tricks with our minds. Why? Because he's able to manipulate circumstances. He's able to manipulate situations. He's able to even speak through people to, 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 to challenge your faith. Huh? In some way... And you call yourself a Christian. Look at your life. What do you have to show for it? Hmm? All this church, every time. Church, 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 church. How is your life better than mine? I don't even go to church. Huh? It's like somebody posted on the internet. You Christians talking about tight, tight. Bill Gates doesn't tight. Look, he's a rich man. Huh? Warren Buffett don't tight. And yet they're rich what has that got to do with obeying god what, what kind of huh what kind of thinking is that <laughs> and then somebody a christian will now wake up and say oh that's true it didn't go to it didn't they they don't go to they don't even pray they don't even talk to god so okay because they don't talk to god they don't pray you too don't pray huh don't go to church just sit down at home and be like them you don't realize that there are many laws that govern things on the earth huh? there are other laws that they tapped into And by the way, a lot of those guys, they're just custodians. Because the, 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 the Bible says the riches of the Gentiles huh, are laid up, are stored with huh, for the just. So they are just in custody at the appropriate time. God is going to transfer a lot of things to the hands of his saints who have been proven and have been faithful. There are too many scriptures to confirm that. Amen. So, um, we cannot use them as a yardstick. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a place for hard work. There's a place for diligence. There's a place they paid the price. Yes. They paid the price. They worked hard. You know, they, 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 some of them stole anyway. Mm-hmm. Some of them stole some of those ideas. Some of them, they bought those ideas. The nation of Israel is selling a lot of IP. A lot of those guys go all the way there. They go and buy ideas. And then they go and implement it. It's not as if they are the originators of those ideas. They just bought them. If you go and buy an idea, you can also be like that. Are you kidding me? My Lord. So, if you would pray, ask in faith. Did you even ask God for ideas? (laughs) You see? Did you ask him for wealth creating ideas? Why would he just come and give you? Those guys were hungry for ideas. And they got it. So, what are we talking about? Asking. Huh? How did I even title this? Asking appropriately. Appropriate asking. Huh? The power of appropriate asking. That's right. The power of appropriate asking. So, it's powerful when you ask correctly. Even in, the na- in natural life, you can't just walk up to somebody and just like, huh? I say, um, <laughs> somebody you don't know just stops you on the road and say, please, uh, just, can I have 500 rands now? What are you going to do? You look at him. Even if you have it. Even if you have it. Does that mean you just give it to him because he asked? No, there has to be An appropriate way. There are things. Huh? If your friend asks you and a stranger asks you, there are two different things. Huh? If your spouse asks you uh, or your brother asks you, it's different from a stranger asking you. And even your brother can't just come and demand it from you. Huh? And say, Look, you are my big sister, I'm hungry. So and uh, I have no rent. And, you know, I also need petrol in my car. And <laughs> will you just give it to him and say, oh, well, my brother, yeah, okay, take. You don't do that. There is an appropriate way to ask. So in the same way, in, in our relationship with God, there is an appropriate way to ask. There is a wrong way to ask. And there is a right way to ask. There are things God looks for when we ask. And I pray that you don't ask, you don't under-ask. Huh? You don't go and ask for a teaspoon of, uh, of blessing or a teaspoon of, of provision. Meanwhile, there's a whole ocean available. And he's saying, ask whatever you desire. He say, oh no, I don't want to... F- I, want, I don't want God to think I'm greedy. <laughs> God already sees your heart. If you are greedy, he sees it already. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. So, men and brethren, with these few words, I hope. Can I give you one more? or Let me close it. I can see you want to go to work. Uh, I, I pray that God will give you a job that you just decide when to start and when to finish. Huh? Yeah. N- don't you want that? And yeah. uh, You decide your income. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You decide, okay, fine. I want... Uh, <laughs> somebody came to me and said... Um, Some people want to employ me and all of that. And I said, can they afford you? They are supposed to be, you are supposed to be partners. Now they want to employ you. After you've brought this business to them, you've opened a whole, I mean, the potential, what you've opened up. Now they say they want you to be an employee. I said, you don't, don't accept that. You have a stake in that. Yes. You open a whole nation to them. Then they must... What are you doing? Yeah. Okay, how much do you want? I said, okay. Hey, he said, I don't know how much to ask for. He said, they said I should ask. They should ask me. I said, you know what? <laughs> no, let me not tell you the amount I told him. <laughs> when I told him, he nearly fell off his chair. He, fell, he nearly fell off his chair. I said, why? He says but... I said, but are you not worth more than that? I said, yes. I said, don't see yourself below what God has placed you. Don't. It doesn't impress God. Hmm? I said, okay, to be humble, just ask them to pay you 100000 every month. i said that's not much compared to what you have opened huh they're gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars because of you They should give you a percentage of that what are you talking about if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Don't expect them to volunteer it. People of the world don't think like that. Hmm? Some of you, when you are p- given opportunities to ask, you just you 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 just ask like you know, someone that doesn't know what you're worth. You know what you are putting on the table. Come on. Ask in a way that your father will be proud of you. he say, yeah, that's my baby. You know who you are. You know what I've given to you. Yeah. Nobody in this church should be asking as if you are being humble. It's not humility. Yeah. They will just ride on you. Yeah. They will take advantage of you. And at the end of the day, they won't even appreciate you. Mm-hmm. They will just climb on you and then push you aside and look for the next new thing. Hmm? That's a reality. Am I correct? Yes. I mean you are in the workplace, you know. You know how they behave. Mighty God, how do we get into that? Let's just pray. Come on. <laughs> My Lord and my God, thank you, thank you. May the Lord give us the wisdom to ask appropriately. May the Lord give us the ability to ask and not ask amiss. My Lord and my God. Mm. We want to ask with the right motive. We want to ask, O God, with boldness. We want to ask, O Father God, based on your word and our relationship with you. We want to ask, O Father, with conviction. My Lord and my God. Jesus, let your kingdom expand through our asking. Let your kingdom expand through our asking. My Lord and my God. By reason, O oh Father God, of our asking.
1: In your name, Jesus, we shall give
0: all what we desire, O God. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. We glorify you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I pray that the Lord will give you... the wisdom to ask... appropriately... at the right time. You know, there is a right time to make certain requests. Even in our relationships with certain people. You cannot just meet someone and then begin to ask for certain things. You need to build that relationship to a point where you know the right time to ask certain things. Even, even if, if, I mean, growing up, you knew that there was a right time to ask your parents certain things. There was a wrong time. If you ask the right thing at the wrong time, you would not get the right results. But if you ask at the right time, you will receive. Father, I ask for the wisdom that you will release unto us the wisdom to ask appropriately, timelessly, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We receive that wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. We've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.